You're listening to The Main Course, where food is serious business. Listen along for insights, strategies, forecasts, and thought leadership from the front lines of food with your host, Barbara Castiglia. Welcome to The Main Course. I'm Barbara Castiglia, and today we're going to talk about something I talk about a lot, uh, but it's important, particularly into, with today's restaurants, um, and that's technology and data and loyalty, and how do you engage with your customers. Um, and with me today to discuss all this is Jessica Valenzuela, who's the founder of a cool company called Go Go Guest. Uh, so welcome, Jessica. Um, my first uh, first question is, um, I love a really good origin story, you know, how the idea for a company came about. Um, so I understand that, you know, your origin story kind of involves you feeling a little bit guilty while you were traveling in Europe. Um, so uh, tell me about how that came, how that kind of spark came to be and, and came to found GoGo Guest. Yeah, of course. Uh, thanks so much first, Barbara, and for having you know me here and really excited to share what we've learned and how we're working with our customers. So Go Guess, you know, we started Go Guess um, about six years, six years ago, and I, I was traveling in Europe and, you know, I was taking time off after exiting a, a startup in the mobile sales enterprise at the time. And, you know, just thinking about what, what will be my next move and, you know, what my next, you know, I, you know, idea will be and, and start working on something that I wanted to, to lead and, and found, you know, with a co-founder, with a strong technical co-founder. And so as I was exploring Europe and using the coffee shops to, um, to work and connect with my friends because of the free Wi-Fi, because, you know, at the time there wasn't any, you know, a free unlimited uh, AT&T plan or T-Mobile plan. And so, you know, I would be using the Wi-Fi system and I'd be sitting around and using this for hours and I'd get, you know, the, the not so nice look from the coffee shop owners or the managers who are like, yeah, you're, you know, maybe you should buy another coffee, you know, hints like that. And they're very polite. Um, and so this is, this, came to my attention. I was like, I wonder how, and I started noticing this trend across the different coffee shops and the different uh, places that I would visit that, you know, it's not just me. There are many other people, uh, and this is obviously pre-COVID, right? You know, working and using the technologies and the amenities of a coffee shop without really paying attention to how to contribute back to their business, you know, being able to buy something else, being able to um, you know, for, for another guest to be able to use the table, how are they turning these tables? And so Go Guest started more as a Wi-Fi marketing solution. It was tied to a purchase, you know, was our first, first edge case. And so I came back and we started working on this and I was knocking on doors in San Francisco at coffee houses, introducing the product and asking the coffee shop owners if they would use it. And then we found about, you know, 10 10 uh, stores at the time to use it. And so as, as the product evolved, um, our Wi-Fi marketing solution evolved and we, we learned more about the different systems from the POS to the email marketing systems, to the loyalty programs, to, you know, the, the, the recipe management systems um, that there's like 
a rest a small business uh one restaurant alone could have you know 10 different systems that they use Ima- i imagine you know enterprise uh, restaurants have more than 10 right and so we we learn about these different edge cases that uh how disjointed uh data is across these these different systems and that um there's a better way to be able to reach to customers when it comes to guest engagement and then when it comes to really managing your menu and your operations and uh really understanding what's working and what's not for the business and that's what we do today is you know we've evolved for, to more of a focus around how we help restaurants strengthen their guest relationships with their customers um and I'll pause there for any follow-up okay. questions yeah <laughs> yeah so I want to know where did the name come from and you know what at the, you know what problems do you see that you're helping to solve yeah so gogo guest was a name that we thought rhymed well with what we wanted to do at the time i feel like we've evolved so much <laughs> from gogo guest um but we this the name sticks and then our customers like it and so we're just you know we're sticking with it for now um so there's no real no real uh meaning you know we were just really focused on get the guest and the guest experience and helping customers really um really connect with you really connect the dots around the data that they have with that guest experience in a very intelligent and smart way um and in terms of the problems you know that we're helping solve is that we're able to you know we we have what we call the 3 Cs framework and it's really about how a restaurant can engage with a customer you know from the customer life cycle perspective from being able to uh discover that restaurant um a restaurant being able to understand and being able to say oh this is an this is an audience profile that actually meets our most loyal customer profile and then how to be able to market to them and re-engage with them immediately uh after that first purchase because you know you know what really is um what really is unclear for a lot of restaurants you know especially the smaller the smaller to you know the the one location to 10 location uh, brands is that the awareness around when a restaurant uh, when a customer or a guest walks in or makes a purchase through the online ordering system or any other channels that that restaurant has sales channels that that restaurant has is that after that first transaction what happens next what do you do you know there's definitely a bigger opportunity beyond that first transaction and that means uh understanding how that even how that person got there what they bought and how do you best engage with that customer moving forward to turn them into or convert them into a loyal customer um and so bridging that gap from for uh restaurants of all sizes is what we focus on being able to fine tune their loyalty programs so it delivers ROI um for their business as well as value for their guests is also a big area of focus um for go guest and then the last piece is really um it's really about personalization and really you know personalization to us for goes back into um the 
closed loop, what we call closed loop reporting. And so if it's, it's, a, it's a terminology that's really big in the e-commerce space, you know, DTC space, which we believe a lot of the principles that um, the DTC brands can be applicable to a restaurant brand, especially when sales channels now are just, you know, beyond the dining experience because you have dining, you have online ordering, you have pickup, and then you have the third-party applications. Um, so everything that you're talking about makes me wonder just how important is a restaurant's digital home, you know, where they live uh, on the internet for people to find them now? Yes. Yeah, so, so that's in terms of, uh, yes, yeah, so that's, that's quite important. I think, I think, um, you know, uh, restaurateurs are very much focused on growing beyond, you know, their first location, um, you know, really invest in, you know, their, their branding and their presence, a very easy way for, um, guests to be order, to be able to order through their menu, to be able to understand, okay, what does this brand offer? What's the menu like? And can I order now? You know, being able to say, I want to order that avocado toast because this looks so delicious. Um, whether or not that's uh, discovery through Instagram. And, you know, if Instagram, Instagram today has the ability to allow, you know, restaurants to add, you know, their online ordering menu, or if you're, uh, sorry, I'll digress a little bit, a salon or something else, you can add your scheduling, right? So being able to have that immediately available to a customer, because when you post your Instagram photo and it's like, oh, wow, I'm hungry. And you time that post before lunch or right before afternoon coffee or tea. Uh, <laughs> and obviously people are going to Instagram because they're like, probably, yeah, they're probably hungry. Well, I do. <laughs> and, and if you make that easily available and you're, you're, you know, you're sharing your happy hour and making that easily available for them, uh, digital, digital natives today will be, will follow that trail, you know, and beyond the like, they would actually follow that you know, link if you can give them uh, is an easy way to place that order. If that, especially if that menu items available. Um, so, so our customers, we, when we started, we obviously were very focused on coffee shops, and so we're focused on independent uh, artisan, you know, branded uh, coffee shops. Um, we started in San Francisco. Uh, we're servicing over 300 customers now across the United States. You know, for a, a company with, you know, a startup, we still call ourselves a startup with 12 people um, working 100% remotely, all of us. Uh, you know, that's that's a pretty big number to support. And so we we focus on our coffee shop market. And, you know, as, as our platform grew um, and we've expanded our capabilities and our focus in terms of uh, what we're helping uh, restaurant businesses solve, we, we started getting, you know, full service restaurants, uh, fast casual restaurants, as well as uh, bars, bars that are not just wine bars, but craft beer bars that are also selling online. So we're really a good fit for a business, you know, restaurant business that has an in-store presence, um, a business that's expanding their 
sales channels outside of that in-store presence, you know, online ordering, you know, being able to understand all those purchase patterns, uh, online ordering, third-party applications, um, pickup, delivery. Um, and then if if it's a, it's a company or a brand that wants to, let's say, sell their sauces online or is thinking of, you know, starting a subscription for, you know, one or two of their menu items, you know, we're definitely a perfect fit for that because we can help them uh, keep all those um, communication channels integrated and then be uh, have the ability to understand where people are buying across those sales channels and, you know, who are the audiences, uh, how many visits, uh, what are they buying, when are they buying, and then, you know, help the brand be able to optimize that uh, for future locations or the, that particular location. So let's talk about data. Um, so um, do you think the average restaurateur is kind of understanding and uh, aware of all of the data at their fingertips and really utilizing it? Yes. Yeah, so I think, so, to, you know, I, I guess I, I, there, there is definitely a learning curve for a significant percentage of restaurant owners, but, you know, we, when we work with our customers, we, you know, ourselves look at, um, you know, what are their requirements and what are the needs? And so, you know, the, not so savvy, you know, restaurant uh, owner who's just very focused on, who's very focused on the guest experience for a very good reason, but really doesn't understand that you can really elevate guest experience when you understand data. There's a lot of, um, I want to call uh, awareness and education that goes into, you know, growing that relationship. Whereas um, we have, customers who we call the outliers uh, who come to us and they're like, I have these problems. I think you guys can help. <laughs> and, and, and so, so the spectrum uh, of, you know, restaurateurs that we get is, is a pretty large right now. There's not one persona that comes to us. You know, there's one that still is very hesitant to even send email campaigns, right? So talking to them about SMX campaigns is really, really delicate um, because, you know, and then there's, there's that tier where they're like, yeah, we want to do SMS and we're ready to do email, but then utilizing the data in terms of uh, how to make those campaigns uh, and, you know, customer journeys more personalized is there's still education there. And then we have the outliers who are like, way beyond that, <laughs> who are definitely pushing the boundary, you know, pushing our, um, and challenging us. And this is, this has really been helpful for us as a, as a company to be able to evolve the product in a very, you know, like, uh, be able to service customers who are still, you know, just getting their feet wet around data and, you know, email marketing to be, to be quite, you know, frank. And in the mid-year, uh, but also pushing our capabilities as, as technologists, as, as, as designers, as product innovators to think about what's possible and what other problems can we, can we solve uh, beyond just, you know, understanding this customer journey and, and making this, this life cycle a really beneficial um really beneficial for the restaurant to, to know so they can engage better and 
obviously create value for their business and also for their guests. So how problematic is disjointed data for restaurants? It's quite problematic. There's a lot of waste that goes into that, that, that happens, um, you know, um, when, you know, I think, I think um, one of the things and one of the areas that, you know, that where we can help is, is really demystifying, you know, the systems that restaurants are using, helping them understand, you know, how to better select the systems that will actually allow them to scale. So there's a lot of data in all the systems from the POS, from email, SMS, to loyalty programs, because sometimes the loyalty program is also a separate, you know, a separate uh, area. Um, and so when you have people purchasing through the POS and through the online ordering of the POS and the third-party applications, um, and then driving them, driving that, uh, that customer to be in the loyalty program, it's important to understand, you know, this is just an example, to understand um, what, you know, how much is the business really gaining from having a loyalty program uh, and looking at how cus the customers who are, the, the customers who are members of the loyalty program, what's their purchase patterns, what's their average purchase, how much time, you know, what, you know, how often have they visited compared to somebody who is not even a member of the loyalty program, but have consistently purchased through the other channels. Um, and so when a business doesn't have a clear picture or connection of that, it's, you know, it's, it's really, it, there, there's a lot of loss. Like we have a customer who basically just said, we paid, we made $7,000 in comps last year. We don't know where that money went, uh, you know, and, 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 to me, that's like a glaring, you know, example of when you don't you don't have an understanding of uh, how people are buying, where, where people buying and when and which customer groups are really viable to be a loyalty member and then how you're designing that loyalty program. So you're not just giving away money or product. To people who don't really even, you know, who, to to people who are not even part of that program or not really even a good fit for that program, um, a lot of money can be wasted, and that's just one area. And then if you dive in deeper into operations, you have, um, you know, this is another great example. Um, you know, how you design your menu is basically, um, you know. Uh, impacts operations and impacts how you're selling and upselling the product, right? And so, um, when when uh, um, your menu is not the when you don't understand how people are buying and what people are buying, and then your menu items are not designed in a way where people can just see, oh, I want those two tacos, and those two tacos need to be beef tacos. Because instead, your menu is designed where you're selecting across five different taco options. The price is the same. But each price point, when a person buys a chicken taco and a beef taco, that becomes a 10-minute production time in the kitchen versus a five-minute production time when you're just selling two taco combinations. And so being able to understand those purchase patterns and being able to say, we really should just offer a two taco combo, which is the beef and the chicken 
and maybe not so much the shrimp. The shrimp can maybe be a special, you know, because it's not selling as much. Like um, then, then efficiency is is uh, elevated, you know, for the kitchen, um, and you get more profit margins from selling two beef tacos versus selling a chicken and a beef taco together. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry. I guess I, um, yeah. Sorry for the long winded. <laughs> so it's really, you know, taking menu optimization, you know, to help with staffing, um, you know, kind of eliminate some pain points for restaurants. It, yeah. So un understanding data and, and applying it into the business is, you know, not just about, you know, definitely guest intelligence. So guest intelligence and, you know, elevating the guest experience, elevating the value that you bring to the guests and the value that they bring to the business. And, and yes, um, you know, menu optimization, or we call it menu engineering. And we even break menu engineering down to a couple of things like product mix and market basket analysis. Um, and then, and then helping uh, the kitchen be able to say, okay, this is what we really should, you know, should be selling versus selling 20 items. Uh, we're selling 10 items because we know those are the ones that's re that really, that are what our guests want for this location. And it could maybe be diff a little bit different for the next location because each market is different, right? Um uh, you know, as we all know it, like our, you know, each, each market and each audience have different, different preferences. So let's talk about that. So um, what do guests want now? And, you know, you were talking a little bit before about, um, you know, guests who come in, but they're not a member of your loyalty program. So how do you kind of inspire them to become part of your loyalty program? You, <laughs> <That's, laughs> uh, it can, so, okay. So it can, uh, it can be different for every brand. Um, I, you know, we, we see definitely different, uh, different purchase patterns of, you know, across different coffee shops. I mean, they're, they're, they're definitely common denominators. Um, but I think, you know, so one, one really big interesting um, thing that we've seen from our data is that when a brand, whether you're an independent coffee shop or restaurant or, you know, multi-unit, being able, when a first, when a guest comes in across any sales channel, being able to engage with them really quickly, you know, let's say 24 hours, 48 hours after that first engagement, allows, gives the brand a big opportunity to convert that customer faster into a loyal, into a loyalty member. Uh, waiting too long, you know, like we have customers, uh, we've seen customers who basically would be collecting all these emails and they'd have 10,000 emails and, or, you know, SMS numbers, but they haven't really engaged with that customer for like three months. And so they'll wonder like, why do I only have 5% engagement and conversion, you know, less than 1% conversion? You know, it's because you've waited too long, right? So being able to guests, guests want personalization. I, we want to be able to um, receive messages from our favorite brands, uh, especially when it's personalized to what we like. For example, um, I'll, I'll just, we, we have a restaurant CEO who basically loves uh, Chipotle's oh, guacamole. <laughs> 
<laughs> and so he's like, every time I see this Chipotle guacamole ad, and sometimes it'll be at lunchtime, all I, I'll just hit that, you know, I know I'm near a Chipotle, I'll hit that, you know, uh, you know, that, that online ordering, and then I'm gonna, you know, since I'm driving, I, perfect, I can drive to that location, and I'll pick it up. You know, it's that kind of personalization, that that's location personalization. That's the timing of it. It's around lunchtime. You know that person's hungry. You know he's bought 25 chipotle guacamoles for the past, you know, month. Um, you know, it, it's that timing of, you know, being able to make it super easy. And that's why online ordering is such a big thing because it's so easy for guests to be able to just place the order when they want and when they feel like it from the restaurants that, you know, they have an affinity to, or, you know, maybe also curiosity because they want to try something new. So. Um, so have you found that sweet spot that is sending these contacts, um, you know, where it's tantalizing and not annoying? Oh, in terms of frequency of these messages. Yes. Um, I, I would say, you know, it's, it's, it's a, you know, we call it, um, you know, it's, it's, it's really about um, looking at the digital maturity of the brand, you know, and the team that's, you know, working with the brand. But it's in terms of, you know, just general broad, broad strokes, we have brands who are sending and, you know, to and, and keeping in touch with their guests at least four times, um, not a week, but four times a month. And, and that's the average. Um, and that's more to their broader audience. And then in terms of very specific segments, you know, being able to connect with them at least, you know, twice a week based on very specific orders, very, you know, very specific purchase patterns um, is also something, you know, that's worked. And so not just sending to the entire list, which is the old practice, right? Uh, but being able to look at, okay, who, which audience do we want to reach today and also, what menu item are we trying to, what we want to focus on this week? Because maybe we have a big inventory of it, maybe because it's a special. And then looking at previous purchase patterns um, is, is part. So there's no one answer of like, it's four times a week. <laughs> it, it's really very, um, you know, it's really, ve we, we've, the brands that we work with today um, have, have been, you know, look at, are looking at the data and, you know, they see the benefit of being able to personalize these campaigns based on what people are ordering, based on the time of the order, and then even the location. Um, for an, an example with with the Super Bowl, uh, we have, you know, brands that have been just pushing, um, you know, more family-style meals for special occasions. And so focusing on the local market is really a, a good thing for these types of campaigns because you know they live in the area, right? They live, you know, um, within the store locations, you know, 10 miles from where the store location is, right? And so being able to focus on that, and that's really, really helped tremendously in driving, you know, large format type menu items for special occasions like the Super Bowl. You know, one of our brands um, that we work with, they we just had a call with them today and they're like oh yeah we exceeded last year's super bowl sales by 23 percent so and to us that's like oh wow that's amazing <laughs> 
And they then then they tell us this and they say, thanks to Goga. It's like, no, it's thanks to you. You're using your data right. We're just, you know, providing you the information so you can make these decisions. Um, um, yeah, so, you know, that really, really excites us. And it's really, it's, you know, it's very compelling. It's very motivating to continue to build the product and, you know, really hopefully sh uh, share what we know and what we've learned with other restaurant brands. Right. I think exactly what you just said is an example of your part of your mission statement is to, you know, to to make restaurants smarter, um, you know, and enable them to make better decisions for themselves. So how how do you work with your restaurant clients? Um, you know, how do you put these programs in place and, you know, and, you know, kind of personalize it for them? Yeah. So, um, you know, I have to admit, uh our sales right now has been very founder-led, meaning I'm actually the person who speaks with every customer who comes through GoGuest, which, you know, has been a really incredible uh, way for us to learn and to really apply, to really listen to, you know, the challenges that they're seeing and then be able, be able to apply the product. And so um, we, you know, we have different tiers of subscription. So GoGuest is a technology platform, right? And it's a subscription. And so an individual restaurant will come to us and they would be like, we just want to grow our customer acquisition. And so they just use a small, you know, our uh, a specific area of our platform, which would be, you know, around, you know, Wi-Fi marketing and connecting all their dig digital channels so we can easily unify, you know, that data, uh, whether it's a POS, whether it's um, uh, from their website, whether it's through their online ordering channel. So it's as easy as um, they authorize us to access all these channels and then we plug in and then GoGuest basically takes all that data so they can see and then organizes all that data and so they can see that. So we have customers who are using us for, for that purpose and, you know, that's all they need and they have their own marketing teams to, um, to, to apply the email marketing that we already have in the system as well as the segmentation builder. Uh, and there's not a lot of, you know, handholding or training. We, we would usually have uh, a one, you know, a first call, which is the onboarding training after the system is connected we just show them how to use it and then they're off um, you know they'll reach out once in a while and say hey how can you know how can I do this and so we have a team of customer success uh, team members who really work with our customers um, you know when they have questions like that now we have the medium size uh, medium to you know the bigger brands who basically also work you know, also use our, the full spectrum of our platform from uh, the customer data management, the customer engagement, which is under that plat under that uh, part of the platform. We have SMS, we have email, and we have loyalty, and then we have restaurant analytics. Uh, which under restaurant analytics, you have menu engineering, you have market basket analysis, and product mix. Um, they have um, more of a strategic, you know, relationship with GoGuest. And so uh, I personally work with them with, and it's really a joy. Like we have weekly calls, you know, just to um, look at the different campaigns, look at the different programs, um, you know, redesigning loyalty programs. And so those are, you know, our, what we call our design partners at GoGuest. Um, so it, it's, it, it, 
it's you know it's diff it, it it can be different for every customer depending on what they want and what they prefer so obviously technology um was really forefront and has been forefront during the pandemic um so what has your company what has your experience been like during the pandemic do you have restaurants reaching out to you um you know uh you know for help uh you know what's what's been going on the past two years yeah, so the early days of the pandemic was, you know, like everybody else was, it was scary. <laughs> we was like, oh no, what's going to happen? And um, so we worked with our restaurants. We were very proactive. Uh, it took me, so when, so, you know, personally, we saw that the pandemic was going to hit the U.S., you know, U.S., the United States. Like, you know, we started hearing about it end of December we knew it was just a matter of time. I was actually traveling when the first TAs was reported in Seattle. I was actually in Seattle. <laughs> and so driving back to California. Anyway, it took me, um, and then the shutdowns happened. And it took took me about, you know, me and my team, my co-founder and I, three days to think of a plan. We were like, okay, we need a plan. What will that be? And I go like, I need three days to think about it or, you know, um, and then, and then, uh, we solidified a plan. We reached out to our customers and, you know, we helped them. We paused, you know, the subscriptions for like three months just to help them, uh, you know, really, you know, digest what's going on too. So they can also, you know, solidify their plan. We've, um, you know, most of our customers after a week of, you know, the shutdowns happening, Basically, and then we reached out and said, you know, you have these subscribers that we've been working on for the X numbers of years. It's time to really push your online ordering, um, you know, or pick up. It's time to, you know, craft these campaigns and messages that, hey, even if we're in a shutdown, we're still here. We can still serve you. People still need to eat. And and then we saw a number of really great examples of, you know, some, you know, restaurants who were just pushing the limits and boundaries around how they were doing online ordering and pickup and how the community was supporting them. And so that inspired a lot. Uh, you know, we would share those stories with our customers that really inspired, you know, a lot of them to also say, okay, this is not the end. There's, there's things we can do to keep business going, to keep, you know, to help support the community in this difficult time. Um, and yeah, and, and, and so I think seeing the value that, oh, thank goodness we have the list. Thank goodness we have GoGas to send these emails and this, you know, SMS was very new for them at the time, uh, really kept them going. And, you know, a number of our brands even exceeded expectations, um, you know, exceeded their sales. Uh, you know, obviously they, like we have, we have a couple of brands who basically their revenue was a little different from 2019, uh, from 2020, the 2020 revenue was a little different from 2019 revenue, but really bounced back, uh, in 2021 into 2019 revenue numbers. So, so that was, you know, that, that, that was, uh, um, momentum leaf, a big momentum in terms of really seeing what technology can do, uh, so talking about what technology can do, what do you think the restaurant of the future is going to look like? And how do you think your company is going to play a role in that? 
Oh, big one. <laughs> oh, God. There, there are a lot of really great technologies out there. Um, you know, before I answer that question, like, I, I, uh, so we watch um, closely Mr. Beast Burger. You know, I'm sure you're familiar with Mr. Beast Burger. I've had it. I've tried it. Yes. Oh, you have? I <laughs> yes. haven't. I it's a good burger. I, <laughs> I got to give it, even though, you know, you, you know, it's not connected to an actual place or anything, it's still a really good burger. So I think that's yeah. what, you know, it, with any virtual brand, you have to still have a good product to sustain it because people are only going to try it once. Yes. You know, um, yes. and they're not going to, and it goes back to the, that brand, you know, if his brand didn't yes. have a good burger, you know, it wouldn't still be in existence. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, and I think looking at that dynamic there, you have, you know, an influencer brand mobilizing his fan base, and then you have a good product and then you have really the technology aspect of it. Um, I guess, I'm not going to say this right. Virtual kitchen concepts. Is that the platform? Okay, right. Uh, virtual kitchen concepts, which, you know, is obviously created a new category. It's the, basically a platform that has allowed multiple different restaurants to be part of the network of the Mr. Beast Burger and then be able to help just to serve, you know, a consistent Mr. Beast Burger to each community. And so to me, it's just like, you know, that technology being able to, you know, probably, and I've, I don't know, miss, you know, the virtual kitchen concept team or have not seen the technology in action, but really look, seeing that and seeing how well, um, you know, the supply chain is managed, you know, the consistency of the product across the different restaurants, the consistency of the brand, it's, it's really powerful. And I feel, I, I may be wrong, but I feel like they're the first restaurant uh, platform has been able to really, you know, deliver a consistent product across multiple, uh, you know, across a big restaurant network, um, you know, and, and it really has, has, has grabbed the attention of consumers, has grabbed the attention of uh, influencers. And I feel like, you know, that's a step ahead of just having, you know, this cloud, you know, uh, just a cloud kitchen, uh, a brand extending their, their product to a cloud kitchen, just like, I feel like 10 times ahead. Um, in terms of the restaurant of the future, I, and this is me and my imagination <laughs> working. It's just like, I always ask, what if restaurants could, you know, sell their product, you know, their, their recipes, their, their actual, you know, let's say that patty, Mr. Beast patty and allow a consumer to be able to just order it from a marketplace, like an Amazon marketplace. You know, it's like restaurants for Am uh, Amazon for restaurants, you know, being able to say, well, there's no restaurant nearby that's uh, selling. Well, not in my area, there's no restaurant selling the Mr. Beast burger. So can I just order that patty on Amazon and the cheese and whatever else, and then make it at home, um, you know, allowing different restaurants to be in a marketplace, to be able to sell their product. I feel like Gold Belly tries to do that, but Gold Belly is more of a middleman, you know, delivering across states, right? Um, but who knows, we could see an Amazon for restaurants marketplace someday. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I guess, where do you see your company going and kind of fitting into the mix? Oh, yes. Yeah. So obviously... We definitely, um, growth is, is a big focus, you know, serving, you know, more restaurants um, across the different categories, you know, whether it's a coffee shop, 
uh, quick service uh, or full service or fast casual and, and, you know, craft beers, even food halls. We actually service a food hall out in Maine too. Um, and so being able to, to grow across all those categories and, you know, being able to service a, a bigger number of brands, you know, now we're, we're up to about uh, 15 locations is our, you know, our biggest uh, brand that we work with. And so being able to serve customers beyond that, you know, 25 locations is definitely a big focus of ours because, um, and, you know, beyond, because I'm sure at that level, at the enterprise level, you probably have a different set of challenges that's a little bit different from what um, independent to, you know, innovative and growing brands have um, today. So, and obviously growing our team. So, uh, yeah. It's yeah, all good. Not not easy things ahead, but all good things ahead. I'm very, very, very excited. Uh, very excited about, you know, what we've accomplished so far. Um, very excited about our team. Um, you know, I think it, it, you know, being able to grow a company is also about having the right people in the bus, right? And having the right, the, you know, the talent who, you know, who sees your passion as a co-founder and can, you know, hopefully what we're doing today and what we're building today will live beyond, you know, the founding team of GoGuess. So. So restaurants have always kind of had a guest-centric focus when it comes to the food and to service. But why should they take that same approach when it comes to technology? Yes, um, because, yes, yeah, so that's that's definitely a, a big, I, you know, we, we look at it as being able to extend um, the experience or the promise of the brand that you would actually experience either in the food or in the ordering process of that food uh, or the experience when you actually dine in to the engagement uh, that, you know, that, you know, the engagement is an extension of the brand's promise is, you know, what I wanted to say, sorry, <laughs> is, is the engagement, how you engage and how you, um, you know, you, you make the, a person and a group of people feel about your brand starts, um, uh, you know, it shouldn't just start with experience after you walk into the restaurant. It should start the moment I reach out. And so it's almost like, you know, it's it's almost like welcoming, you know, getting to know a person, welcoming a guest, making sure that you, um, making, making them know that you are there because you're there because, you know, you actually care about the person. And I know that's, that's a little too um, uh, marketing focused, right? But being able to, being able to show that, you know, hey, you know, we're, we're a brand that actually cares for the community and, and we actually really care about well, how we serve people. And so this are, this is how we do it. You know, getting, I think that's, that's, that's building brand trust and that's, 
making, you know, it's, it's like storytelling. And so being able to share, sometimes you don't get that customer from, or that potential customer from the first email, but as you send more messages, because they, you know, they, they made, they, they are okay with it. They let you be in their inbox or in their on or in your device because you make them laugh or because they really like the food that you're sharing is, is really quite important to, especially digital natives who, you know, who want to be marketed to, but want to be marketed to in a very personable way. Um, and, you know, the moment you, you know, you send them something where it's, it's a little bit much, or maybe it doesn't really fit their profile. The, that's the moment they'll probably say, well, maybe I'll come back next time. Um, and so as, as audiences are more technological savvy, um, as audiences prefer convenience, you know, being able to just press that button and order their favorite guacamole uh, when they're hungry <laughs> or anytime they're hungry is, is really key for restaurants um, of all sizes to understand that this is how they'll be able to grow their business and they'll be able to succeed in as, as the world becomes, you know, more attuned to technology and, uh, and data and, you know, all these other experiences in between. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm.